0: It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Thursday, August 24th. Right now it is time for our Jaguars 53-man roster prediction. The Jags, along with the rest of the NFL, will have to cut down their rosters to 53 players next Tuesday by 4 p.m. Eastern time. So the Jags, they've got 90 men on their roster right now. It's going to get cut almost in half. Lots of guys are going to be hitting the waiver wire. They're going to try to bring a bunch of those guys back on the practice squad, obviously. That's how it goes in the NFL. But we'll go ahead and dive into it and remember, at positions like running back, receiver, uh, even tight end, linebacker, safety, corner, players on the back end of the roster really need to be able to contribute on special teams. So that is something that the Jaguars have in mind when they're picking these these players for their roster and it's something we need to have in mind when looking through uh, this potential 53-man roster and this is going to be fully predictive this is not what I want I will share my opinions but this is me predicting what the Jaguars coaching staff will do uh, once Tuesday at 4 p.m. rolls around here after the final preseason game getting into it at quarterback I've got the Jaguars keeping two quarterbacks Uh, I would be keeping Rourke as well, along with Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Bethard, but I think the Jags will roll with Trevor, obviously, at number one. C.J. Bethard, this is a guy that they just really value his experience. They value value what he brings to the room from a mental standpoint, from a uh, chemistry standpoint. Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Beathard have very good chemistry on and off the field. They think that C.J. sees the the, the field well. They just really like what he brings as a backup quarterback. They think he's smart. They think he has wisdom. Uh, They've seen him play in games. They've seen him play around here for quite a while now. Again, I would be keeping all three and um, potentially moving on from someone else that I think maybe you can stash on the practice squad more easily than Nathan Rourke. Because I think there is a good chance if you, if you let Nathan Rourke hit waivers that he's going to be picked up by another team. We'll see how it plays out. They're going to probably try to stash him on the practice squad, in my opinion. I think that there's just so many other spots on the roster where you feel a little bit less comfortable than you do at quarterback because you know you have Trevor Lawrence and C.J. Bethard, who you like as a backup quarterback. Now, For me, if Nathan Rourke or C.J. Beathard had to get into a game due to a Trevor Lawrence injury, I think that Nathan Rourke has a much higher ceiling. I really do. I think he has the potential, you know, as a guy with speed, with athleticism, with instincts, with playmaking ability, uh, and an accurate arm, as we saw last week in the preseason, I think that he has the potential to be one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, with more time and experience. Now, C.J. Beathard, the Jaguars already think he's at that place. I don't really consider C.J. one of the best backups in the NFL. I don't think he has a great arm. I don't think he's the most accurate. I personally don't think he sees the field all that well and, uh, and makes the best decisions. But this is what the Jaguars coaching staff thinks, not what I think. So I think that they will roll with two at the quarterback position. Now, looking at... The running backs. I think this is going to be fairly chalky. Travis Etienne is your RB1. Tank Bigsby is clearly your RB2, your third round pick out of Auburn. He's a super talented guy. We've seen that throughout the preseason. Then you've got Jermichael Hasty. He can do things for you on special teams. He's also a very good receiving back, you know, a third down type back for you. And Dearness Johnson, who's a great special teamer and a very, very underrated runner in this league. I think that he's the type of guy, if you were to have multiple injuries at the position at the top, Dearness Johnson can come in and start for you and carry the load for you at the running back position so really like that group of four unfortunate for snoop connor obviously i think that if this is how it plays out they would try to stash him on the practice squad um and keep him developing around here because he he has not been bad really uh, throughout training camp he did have the unfortunate fumble but i think he's done some good things um and i think they like what he brings to the table dearness johnson and jamichael hasty are just more valuable right now uh, looking at the wide receiver room, this is one of the more interesting ones. I have the Jaguars keeping six wide receivers. Obviously, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, Jamal Agnew as well. Parker Washington, for me, is also a lock. He's a guy the Jaguars drafted. Probably should have been a day two pick. Ended up falling to day three. I think he's a guy that will be in this league for a long time. Will carve out a role with the Jaguars at some point in his career and be a quality receiver slash return man. In the NFL, slot receiver type. I think he can do a lot of the things that Christian Kirk can do. He's just a good bit younger, maybe not as fast as Christian Kirk, but I think he's right there with with Christian in terms of the skill set. Um, I would keep at, at the six wide receiver spot. Six is the common number for wide receivers uh, for teams to keep, right? So I would be keeping Elijah Cooks. I think that he is... Just really reliable in terms of his hands. He's six foot four, 215 pounds. He brings a physicality to the position that you don't have in any of the other guys. A size element to the position. He can go up and get jump balls. He's really physical. Uh, I think he has speed as well, despite being such a big player. I think he could do a lot for you. I would be I would be keeping Elijah Cooks. So it would not be a really tough decision for me. Now. Elijah Cooks, he did not play special teams in college, so doing that has been a little bit of an adjustment for him, obviously. Uh, But he's given it everything he's got out there. And then you've got Jacob Harris competing as well. You've got Tim Jones, who is the incumbent wide receiver six for the Jaguars, a guy who does have great special teams value, who will get out there and block and do the dirty work for you. Um... Maybe not the highest upside at wide receiver six, but a very much a glue player guy that can play special teams and do the dirty work. That's the type of guy a lot of teams like, but I have the Jaguars keeping Jacob Harris. I, I I think that they see his size, his length, his speed. You know, this is a guy that ran a four, three, nine, 40 yard dash, uh, at his size. And he's a really tall, lanky athletic receiver, you know, 40 inch vert. I think Doug is going to see his his athleticism, his length, his skill set. And Doug Peterson is going to say, we're not letting go of that. I can use that. And I think he can use that. Um, so, so I get it. I, I do get that. And he has pedigree, right? He was drafted in the fourth round. He has played in the NFL before. He has NFL tape for these guys, for the coaching staff to fall back on and say, yeah, we can see him doing this in a game in the NFL. They don't really have that as much with Tim Jones with Elijah Cooks again I would be keeping Elijah Cooks I'm predicting they keep Jacob Harris because his combination of size and speed really is unparalleled throughout most of the league definitely on the Jaguars roster so I've got them keeping Jacob Harris Um, and I don't hate that at all I think that he's a guy that Doug Peterson would be able to get the most out of his skill set I really do believe that looking at tight end Got the Jaguars keeping four tight ends. This is Chalky as well. Evan Ingram, Britton Strange, obviously they're not going anywhere. Luke Farrell I think is another guy the Jaguars really like as a Y tight end, a blocking tight end. And then Garrett Prince, he's more of that F type receiving tight end, more in the mold of an Evan Ingram. He's got very good athleticism. I think he can do some good things for you on offense. The Jags are going to run 12 personnel. They did that last year. I think they're going to run more 13 personnel with three tight ends on the field. I think they want to have a solid room, uh, a, a room where they've got Evan Ingram who is mainly a, a move tight end a receiving tight end but he'll he'll get in there and block as well. He showed improvement in that regard in 2022. I think you see that continuing into 2023. Britton Strange is more of a dual threat tight end who can do both for you. He will absolutely blow people up off the line of scrimmage. You can line him up, you know, in a traditional Um, Inline tight end role. You can put him in the slot. You can put him at fullback. You can put him at H back. You can do so many different things with him. Luke Farrell, again, more of that Y tight end. Garrett Prince, more of that F tight end. You've got a nice combination of skill sets in that room. Looking at offensive tackle, this one's interesting, right? Because Cam will be on suspension. He will not count on the 53-man roster until he's activated from that suspension following week four of the regular season. Then you're looking at obviously Walker Little and Anton Harrison, they're not going anywhere. When will Josh Wells be good to go with the adductor? We're really not sure. Very unclear at this point. You know, NFL teams, they don't really have to divulge a lot of information about injuries during the preseason. Not until the regular season starts do they really have to uh, start being on their P's and Q's with that stuff. That could be a factor here. Like Josh Wells, I think he could be a candidate for short term IR after cut days happen, which means he would be eligible to return after the first four games. Of the uh, regular season So if you do that he is on the active Roster when you make the 53 man Roster cuts but then you quickly Place him on the short term IR And then you might have uh, a Bobby Evans who the Jaguars just signed To to play tackle or someone else That you bring in to uh, kind of Be that emergency tackle in case something Happened with Walker Little or Anton Harrison um, in the starting lineup While Cam's on suspension so I think that's How that could play out for the Jaguars offensive Tackles uh, until offensive line. I've got Brandon Sheriff, Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, obviously. I think Tyler Shatley will be back um, and be on the 53-man roster. I think he's working his way back. And then I've also got Cooper Hodges making it. And I think similar to Josh Wells, uh, depending on Cooper Hodges' timeline, the rookie out of Appalachian State by way of Baker County, um, I think that he could also be a candidate for the short-term IR depending on how long it's going to take for him to get back with what he's got going on. So injuries are a factor here on the interior of the offensive line as well. So, yeah, I have Cooper Hodges being kept over Blake Hans, even though Blake Hans has played guard and tackle for the Jaguars this training camp and preseason. Uh, but Hodges did that in college, so maybe he could play tackle in an absolute pinch for you if he had to do that. He hasn't been practicing there during the training camp and preseason for the Jaguars, but he does have in-game reps at Appalachian State playing some tackle. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I do think, though, that they'll try to keep Cooper Hodges. I don't think they'll want to try to stash him. I think that it'd be easier to stash Bobby Evans and, and Blake Hance and then activate them if you want to put these, these guys like Josh Wells and Cooper Hodges on the short-term IR if you need to do that. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, um, I've got seven guys up front for the the Jaguars on the interior of the defensive line, which feels like it might be a little bit too much. But Devon Hamilton, his situation's interesting. Right now, he's on the active roster. They have not placed him on the non-football injury list um, non-football injury list means that you you don't get paid. So they're keeping him on the active roster right now. He's got a back issue that they're not really uh, sure what's going on there. It was a non-football-related medical issue with his back. So very unclear at this point what's going on with Devon Hamilton, how long he will be out. Um, if he was placed on the non-football injury list, he'd be allowed to return after week four of the regular season. Um, I still think they're just trying to feel this out. They don't know exactly what's going on there. So my prediction as of right now is that Devon Hamilton will be on the active roster for the Jaguars, the 53-man roster, when cut cut days happen. So he's on there, which means um, even if if, he, if he's not available, maybe you're keeping an extra guy, even though he's on the 53-man roster, which makes it a little bit of an interesting numbers game. It's tough, though. So I have him. Fully Kasi, who's also battling with a little injury. He's supposed to be back, though, before the start of the regular season. Roy Robertson-Harris, obviously. You drafted Tyler Lacey in the fourth round. You're keeping him. Adam Gatis is a guy who's a valuable uh, depth piece, role player, maybe maybe even a starter in a pinch. And then Jeremiah Ledbetter. He's proven himself over the last couple training camps, especially this training camp, and then looking at his perform- performance against the Lions. And then um, Raymond Bohasek, the Jaguars drafted late day three. He has uh, kind of stepped up and stood out when the Jaguars have gotten pads on, when they've had in-game situations that he's been able to get in there. He's got power. He's got explosiveness off the, off the line of scrimmage, a really nasty bull rush. So I think that's the group I have them keeping right now. But that also means no Deshaun Dixon. I think Dixon is is a really good player for a back of the roster. Uh, I would like to see him stay, stay around in Jacksonville. So this could come down to um, the numbers game with where they think uh, Vohacic can play, which is probably more of that nose tech, one tech type of guy. Um, I should say nose tackle, one tech tech type of guy, Deshaun Dixon, more of like a three tech, five tech. Um, it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they play that interior, the defensive line. I like all those guys though. I think they can all play. Um, and then you've also got Dewan Smoot right now who is on the active slash pup list. I think that he will end up starting the season on the reserve slash pup list, which uh, would mean he won't count against the 53-man roster, and that would make him eligible to return after the first four games, which that kind of adds up based on the timeline we've been hearing about Dewan Smoot potentially returning in October. Uh, so I think that makes sense. Is seven too much? Maybe. I would definitely have said prior to these injuries up front that seven was too much. But if Devon Hamilton is on your 53-man roster and also unable to play for a few weeks or however long it may be, I think you've got to ensure that you've got these players ready to go. So we'll see how that plays out. Looking at the edge group, I've got them keeping five. They could definitely very easily only keep four, but I've got them keeping five. Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker are obvious. Um, Dewan Smoot will be kind of an edge Slash interior defensive lineman when he returns So he he can kind of count In this group as well but I've got Yasir Abdullah, Jordan Smith and Caleb on chase on all making the roster For me I would probably try to cut chase on Or or see if anyone any other Team out there was willing to trade anything You know even like a conditional seventh rounder In the future um, and then sign Like a Melvin Ingram yesterday right that's just me um, I, I think that Caleb von Chason has just not shown enough to really be relied upon in the regular season in a pinch I think you go get someone who is out there who is available that can do a better job for you but I think as of the initial 53 Caleb von Chason will be on the roster. I think you see Abdullah and Jordan Smith have both flashed more than he has. Uh, that's my personal opinion on that. Maybe Caleb on, chase on gets cut if another edge from another team hits the waiver wire and the Jaguars are are Jones to add somebody else to the roster that they think can can come in and contribute, but we'll see how that plays out. Looking at linebacker, I've got the Jaguars keeping four. Uh, obviously Foyel, Luke and Devin Lloyd and Chad Muma. The fourth guy I have is Ventrell Miller. This is a fourth round pick in 2023 that the Jaguars wanted to trade up for. Uh, they were able to land him at their spot. Um later on in the fourth round. But I just don't think there's a guy that you bring in in the fourth round that you value that highly that you're going to end up cutting um, and trying to stash on the practice squad. You risk losing him. So that means no Shaq Quarterman, no Caleb Johnson. I really like Quarterman as a depth guy at linebacker. I think Caleb Johnson's really good as well. But I just don't know how you keep more than this with the other issues you've got going on on your roster. Um, You've got two starting linebackers, off-ball linebackers. Do you really need to keep three backups for two spots? I don't think they're going to. I think they like Chad Muma and Ventrell Miller enough to move on, but we'll see how it plays out. They have shown with this regime, Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, Mike Caldwell, that they like to keep linebackers, that they value linebackers. So if they keep five, I would not be shocked. But that would mean that you're getting um, a little low at, a, at at another position, a little thin at another position. I do have them keeping five safeties, um, Andre Sisco, Rayshon Jenkins are your starters. Andrew Wingard is a role player. Daniel Thomas, I think, can play if you need him in a pinch, and he's also a very good special teamer. And then, of course, Antonio Johnson, the rookie, who's also dealing with a little um, injury right now, but he should be back soon um, in the next couple weeks, I would say, for Antonio Johnson. But... They're not going to let him go. Uh, They're going to keep him on the roster. And he's a guy that's kind of a hybrid nickel slash safety for them. You know, a big nickel who can probably cover some tight ends in the league, who can play some zone coverage for you from that nickel spot. Uh, Don't don't think that they're going to be letting him hit the waiver wire at all. And then cornerback, our final group on defense, Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, Trey Herndon. Uh, Those are your top three. I've got them keeping five total. Uh, which means Christian Braswell and Gregory Jr. are those next two guys that round out that group. I think Gregory Jr. is going to be your number two nickel. I think he's clearly been the second best nickel or maybe even the best nickel throughout training camp in the preseason, but they just like what they have in Trey Herndon. They know what they have in Trey Herndon, and I think they're going to run a lot more zone defense than man defense. Um, On the back end, in 2023, it suits their skill sets better, especially with Trey Herndon, but also Tyson Campbell. He's really good in zone. Uh, Darius Williams is as well. I think Christian Braswell has shown the instinctiveness, the reactive athleticism, the overall athleticism uh, over the last two games and throughout the last couple weeks in training camp to be a guy that you think that could really come in and play some good football for you if need be. So uh, this is tough. No Buster Brown, no Chris Claybrooks, no Tavon Campbell. We'll see. Maybe they keep six. Uh, maybe Buster Brown is there instead of like a Christian Braswell. But right now I think that Christian Braswell just has more upside in terms of being a guy that could actually be a quality starter for you uh, down the road. So I have Braswell being the guy that they, they're keeping on their roster instead of Buster Brown, Chris Claybrooks, Tavon Campbell. Um, and I think that those five do give them the best chance to thrive. I really do. And then getting into special teams, assuming Ross Matisik is able to get back with the shoulder before four cut days, I, I think that he is your your long snapper. And then you've got Logan Cook and Brandon McManus. It's really pretty much cut and dry there. So that is my 53-man roster prediction. Again, the Jaguars, along with the rest of the league, they have until next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time to get those rosters cut down to 53. I do think that you know some people call this the final 53-man roster. Really, it's the initial 53-man roster because there's going to be a lot of moves that are made right after the 53 are released, right? And the next 24, 36, 48 hours, because I think you're going to see some players uh, put on the short-term IR for the Jaguars. I think, like I said, Josh Wells is a candidate for that for sure. I think you're going to see um, Dewan Smoot on the reserve slash pup list. So he won't be counting against the 53-man roster, in my opinion, when you get this thing going. And we'll just see how it all plays out. I think the Jaguars probably will be looking to maybe scoop up some guys at certain spots, maybe offensive line after cut days, and maybe edge after cut days. We'll see how it all plays out. But that's it for my 53-man roster prediction. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan Deluga. Let me know what you think. You can also follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube, notification bell so you don't miss a show. If you want to check out genjag.com shop, you can pick up this hat I'm wearing, a lot of other cool Duval gear, up there really appreciate y'all have a good one everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it